I watched you come in, and I was like, oh my goodness, who's this stranger? And uh, it is so good to have you guys here. Welcome. It's good to have you here this morning. If you're uh, uh, visiting here at Asbury Church, we want to welcome you. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, We are a family-friendly church that just loves Jesus, and we love one another, and we're glad that you get to share in a little bit of the chaos today. Can I get a witness? Look at your neighbor next to you and say, you're looking pretty good today. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're looking pretty good too. Yeah, I tell you, you guys look so good this morning, all the smiles. It, it is good to be together, and we're excited. So we've had a team that's headed out to Madagascar, and they've come back, and we're excited because they're going to be sharing with us in just a little bit, and it is, it is so awesome to hear what God is doing. How many know God's up to something? And, and He's stirring and working and moving, and He doesn't just work in us, He works through us, and so we're excited to, to share with you this morning what we've been doing as a church as we've sent out this amazing team. Uh, but, but, but before we do, we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. And so for those who are helping, if you'd be kind enough to come, uh, we want to say thank you uh, for your generous support of Asbury Church, whether you give in the baskets, the boxes, online, through the mail, whether you give via text, however you do it. Thank you so much. Uh, your giving allows us to do what we do as a church. Uh, not only do we have opportunity to serve people in the Dryden community, in the Lansing community, we have opportunity to serve the Spanish community, and uh, it's, it's so much fun, and I'm excited what God is doing. And again, we can't do this without you. We're doing this together as a family, and so I want to say thank you uh, in advance. So let's just pray over the offering this morning. Uh, Father, thank you so much that you are good to us. Lord, I thank you that you're the one who gives us the ability to produce wealth, that, Lord, you're the one who's given us talents and treasures. You, you've given us wisdom and strength, and that, God, we've been able to, to, to work and move in this world. And, God, we want to honor you this morning through our giving. Lord, we're asking that you would bless both gift and giver at this time, that, God, you would use these gifts uh, to, to reach and touch and change hearts. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and your love, and thank you for our time together this morning. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 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 Well, as the offering's being received, you guys go ahead and get started. Just going to give you a heads up. So our team is going to be sharing this morning. In a moment, we're going to dismiss kids uh, to go to AC Kids. And uh, if you want to go, you're welcome to. If you want to stay and listen to all the stories of what's going on, you're welcome to stay uh, too. And so I think we're pretty close to being done with the offering here. So if you are a kid and you'd like to go to AC Kid, would you just head on over with Pastor uh, Rachel, she's standing over at the door so you can begin to make your way over that direction. And uh, the rest of us, we are in for such a treat this morning. Like I said, this is so much fun hearing what God is doing. We had the opportunity to hear from some of the team this morning at the Dryden campus. And now we get to hear what God's doing through another part of the team. And again, uh, so at this time, we're going to invite Pastor Dwayne to come up, and he's going to kind of give us an overview of everything that's gone on on the trip, and then Levita's going to come up and then introduce a bunch of people to share. He's just fun to have around, you know. I mean, he keeps cheering for me every time I turn around. That's great. So we had a fantastic time in Madagascar, it was a whole lot of stuff. People are like, did you have a good day? Yes. And then they're like, they want stories and stuff. So we're going to share a minuscule amount this morning. So we, we invite you, encourage you to talk to some of the people that went uh, because they have so many stories to share. God did some amazing things in us and through us. And so it was a fantastic two weeks. It is amazing we, you know, how much you can shove 
in two weeks. And, like, and there was still room for more shoving. We could have shoved more, and we're oddly enough. But it was fantastic, and we all feel, our, I love the po- Facebook post, our hearts are full and bursting, and this was so good. And they were tired, and our team, I was so proud of every single one of them, from the youngest to the oldest. Everybody gave and gave and gave and gave of themselves. And so it was just such, such an encouragement and a blessing to see. So I'm going to give you like the mile-high view of the whole two weeks real quick so that as people tell stories, it kind of puts things into perspective. So Madagascar, um, go to Africa, turn right, and it's a little island. Uh, go to yeah, southern Africa, turn right, it's a little island there. No, there are no wild game there, but there are lemurs. And so, so it, was, it is, just to let you know, Madagascar is one of the poorest nations on earth. Um, it, it qualifies as extreme poverty there. And just to give you a picture of what that looks like, that is the average person making less than $2 a day. So if I make $100 a day, 49 other people make nothing every day. And so there are some wealthy people in Madagascar. And so most of the country is living in extreme poverty. They have nothing. And there are very few, there are actually very few cities or nations more poor than Antananarivo, the, the capital of Madagascar. I said it right this time. I keep stumbling over that word. Uh, the capital of Madagascar or the country itself. Extreme, extreme poverty. But people there full of the love of Jesus and ready to share his love with all that they have. And so it was very exciting. So we left here and flew to Madagascar. We worked with three ministries, essentially. We had a host church, Laporte which was started by uh, a kid I got to baptize when he was just a little kid. Levita's known him since he was a baby. And, uh, we got, and his, his name is Brandon and his wife Anna and their, their son Didier. And so they, they went to Madagascar with a heart for the people of Madagascar. Brandon is a black belt in judo, so they started a judo ministry and then launched the church out of the judo ministry. And so they are reaching kids like they're like nationally known for their judo and it's such a cool thing, the work that God is doing in and through the church there. It's called Laporte. So they were the host church. We um, worked with a guy named Sadar, Pastor Sadar. He says Cedar, so I keep saying Pastor Cedar. Um, but Pastor Sadar, he has a ministry all over Madagascar with a heart for reaching the unreached of Madagascar. And there are a lot of villages all over the country where they have never heard the gospel of Jesus. And so that is his heart. So we got to work with him at a village that on some land that his wife inherited and Pastor Sadar and his brother Star, Sadara and his brother, they uh, started and his wife started a village there as a refuge for orphans and people and uh, women in bad situations, family situations. And so this is a village they built. It's not even on the map, but they are working to get it on the map. And so it was really neat. So we got to work with them and the village there and another village nearby and the ministry there. And then we worked a little bit with YWAM, which stands for Youth for a Mission, Youth with a Mission. And they're in an international organization that is all over the place just helping people reach the world for Jesus. So they are huge. You can find out a whole lot about them on the Internet. And like I said, I'm going to say a whole lot of stuff really fast. So if you have any questions afterwards, I'd love to expound. So just to let you know. So we, we landed on Thursday. We slept. We headed out on Friday. So the roads there, I told some of the nationalists, I said, you guys build your roads so you can enjoy the countryside. Because we drove 100 miles, and it took us, they said, on a good travel day, eight hours it should take you to go 100 miles. 
It took us about 10. We stopped. There's, there's a lot of us, and we had to use the restroom. And we stopped for lunch. We had a little bit of brake problem. But, yeah, 10 hours to go 100 miles. So it was really slow moving, but we had a lot of fun. And so we, we go over the hill and through the woods, and um, we headed east about 20 miles from the coast, and we went to this village called Paradisi Kale, which is the village that Pastor Sadara started. And so we stayed there, and we worked with them. And while we were there, we got to um, kind of see the ministry there, see the orphanage, meet some of the people that were there. We got to one of the ways they help support the people in the village is the people, they have fish ponds they've built. And you'll see some video footage later of people catching fish with their hands. They're tilapia. And so they sell the fish to help support the village. And so it's a, it's a growing thing that they're able to do. And part of the ministry, we got to stay in some of the houses. I forgot to tell Dryden this. But we stayed in some houses that actually we built. So the mo- part of the money of us staying there helped build two houses. And so we got to stay in there. So as teams go, he's able to expand. As teams visit and, and do the ministry there, he's able to expand the ministry to reach more people. So we got to stay in some brand new little huts. So fantastic with rats on the roof. That was exciting. Um, which they wake you up in the middle of the night. Kind of, yeah. Anyway, uh, it gives me a little, uh, I wore earplugs the second night. Uh, so so we, w- we went there. And while there, we did this uh, one-hour hike to a village that's about, I don't know, it's a few miles off the road, and yet it, is an, it was an unreached village with the gospel of Jesus because the witch doctor that lived there would not let any Christians into the village. And so he had moved on, so we were able to go, and we did some street. There's some pictures. Oh, there's some pictures of us there. Um, so we did some street ministry. You can see all the, the, some of the group. They're up there dancing and doing a presentation, and we spoke, and we sang, and the, the team was amazing. On the fly, I said, hey, guys, we're going to sing a song. And I had a little guitar, and so we sang a song. It was, they were amazing. So we got to share there. And then on Sunday, we had church, and more people shared in church. And afterwards, we moved these big, huge stones up a very steep hill and then threw them down another hill to build a foundation for a library for the orphanage. And so it was very, very cool. We did all that, got to see the Indian Ocean while we were there. And then we began to head west back to Antananarivo. And so we got to stop on the way and do a little touristy stuff. Got to see the lemurs. Very exciting stuff there. Um, We traveled. Took many, 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 many hours to get there. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And then we began our ministry in Tana, Antananarivo. And so on Wednesday, we went to a dump. A literal, this is where the garbage goes. Where there is a village in the dump. And so these people live there. And they've etched out homes there. They work in the dump every day. They go through the trash. I saw after the team left, I got to see they were actually dumping trash. And there were people all around where they're dumping the trash to be the first ones to go through it to try to get whatever treasures they might find to be able to sell. And so you'll see uh, there's a rug back there, I believe, that you'll get to see that was made in the dump with scrap stuff. And they put them together and they sell them. And so there is a school in the dump. So while we were there, we got to build desks for the students and um, give out shoes. Some of the money you all gave went to building desks for the students and giving shoes. And so it was very exciting to get to, to get to be a part of that and um, hand out shoes. The, uh, the next day we went to a rock quarry where they break up rocks and all day long into stones about this big and then smaller ones and they sell them. And um, they just 
from sunrise to sunset, break rocks up, men, women, and children, thousands and thousands. And while we were there, we, were, we handed out 1,700 pairs of safety glasses because if you hurt yourself and you can't break rocks, you can't make money to support your family. So we were able, so that's part of the stuff that Asbury Church, you're giving, went to help hand out these safety glasses. It was a huge blessing to just share God's love and hand out safety glasses. Then we prepped for a vacation Bible school. We did two days of VBS. So it was a lot of fun to the local community around Laporte, the church, that which means the door. Jesus is the door, and when they s we open the door, they should see him in us. So that's their church there. Uh, two days of VBS and a little market shopping stuff where we got the cool things you can see after service. And then on Sunday morning, we did a little kids' event to wrap up VBS where the kids had to come and say the memory verse in Malagasy. And uh, I, I don't know if Levita can do it or not, or you should ask some of our kids to see if they can say the verse. But she was working on it, so it was pretty impressive. We had church together, and it was a lot of fun singing songs there in International Church. So they do songs in Malagasy in English and French. And so it was really fun to experience that. Monday and Tuesday of our last week, we spent working with YWAM at one of their facilities where we had a service, and then we went out in the community and just shared God's love with people in the community. And then the, on the Tuesday, we got together with uh, the, some of the elders of that village and had a service with them, and they sang and danced for us. It was a lot of fun. And then we sang and danced for them, kind of. <laughs> we had a dance party when this whole thing ended, so it was fun. And so it was a lot of fun. And... Um, yeah, and then we came home for like three million hours on the airplane. Um, so it was such a great thing, and just uh, I, like I said, it was kind of the kind of the bird's eye view of the trip. But as as before, we show the video. So like for me, one of the things that really I was just I, I loved because when Brandon was a first a youth pastor, the missionary there, like I said, I got to ba baptize him when he was like this little scrawny twelve year old or something, and uh, he was first youth pastor, and he was irritated because he had had a conversation with some people about God never does miracles. God, and he's like, Dwayne, it's so frustrating because I saw a teenager give his life to Jesus. That's a miracle. And it was such a, such a true statement. I loved it. I was like, you're right, Brandon. That is a miracle. A changed life is a miracle. And so while we were there, the first day of YWAM, of the, uh, Monday, as soon as we finished the morning, we went to what is known as Mango Tree Church or Mango Church. And what it is is this guy in green, in green there, that's a, we got to do something about that projector. Um, I need to do something about that projector. The, the, the guy in green there in the top picture, he was a witch doctor. And he came to Jesus. His son and him had a conversation. He came to Jesus. And so that, tr that tree with that tree there, that's his property. And so he came to Jesus. He's like, I can't be a witch doctor anymore. And so he's like, I need to, like, let's, uh, and all the, most of his church are people who went to him to do his little witch doctor sacrifices and stuff like that. So he's like, I can't do this anymore. You guys should come to Jesus, too. And so he started a church there at Mango Church. That's a mango tree right behind there. And this is kind of like a wide-angle view of the valley where we're at. We're in the middle of the city. I know it doesn't look like it, but we are in the middle of the city. It looks like we're in the middle of nowhere. And so it's just, it's the power of a changed life. Jesus changes lives. That's a miracle. And it's so exciting. So as people share their stories, and just you hear the miracles of, that went on daily and continues to go on, it's such a blessing. And so thank you for being a part of what we did. Praying, oh my goodness, so amazing. And so we're going to show a video, and then Levita is going to come up, and we're going to continue to hear all that God is doing.
Hello. Lavita Nu Anaraku. Her name is Lavita. Itafu Avaku Ni Fiadin Anandria Manch. Put on the full armor of God. But Hazu Noreu Ifach. I'm Fun Angel Ayu Undavel. So you can stand against the devil. And that's all I've got. <laughs> so pretty much all of our ministry was with a translator. It was kind of fun. They'd say like, oh, Dwayne, you're going to speak? And he's like, okay. How long do I got? Like, well, you have 40 minutes, so you need a 20-minute sermon because everything's doubled because you got to translate everything. So because that means today we'll have three languages going on this, in this church, right? We got Spanish service today, English, and Malagasy. So we're like trilingual right now. Awesome. Um, we today have so many stories to share, um, and we had to limit ourselves to one. And uh, just to give you an idea, when I phone connected back here in the States, I had 4,000 pictures to upload. So, and I'm just one of... 18. So there were quite a few. There are many, many stories. So if you, you guys ever use that like flip book where you, you go and it shows the story in like the moving picture. So today you're basically taking eight pictures out of that whole flip book. And that's the snapshot. So we highly encourage you to talk to the people. We would love to share what God did in our lives, through our lives, and the funny stories too, because we've got some some really awesome, funny stories. Um, after service, we do have, we brought back some Malagasy food so that we, kept for those adventurous and want to try it, we actually brought that. We, we, they fed us really well. Like, we, we, we did not suffer. It was uh, amazing. Uh, so we have a few little snacky things. Snacks were very important. Every time we turned around, Anna was like, do you guys have enough snacks? Do you have enough water? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're good, we're good. And then also on the back table, we have all the lovely ways that we supported the Malagasy economy. <laughs> we, they loved having us there. They were like, oh, somebody else brought more stuff to sell. Like, yes, bring it on. So um, what my little story I want to share before we invite our first person up, which is Melissa. She'll come up next. Um, I don't know if you guys briefly saw the picture of the rock quarry in there. It was that big gray area. Uh, my team was the one that went up top above the rock quarry, and the other team came from down below. And we like met, we had three different teams. We had Team Extreme, Team Explosion, and Team Dynamite. All awesome teams. And so we went up above, and we come up to, up above, and um, you can't quite get the full scope of it, but if you see my picture I posted online of that, you zoom in, every square foot is as full as that bottom picture. The whole area is just full of people, and they're all crushing rock. And the sound hits you like a wall. And we'd done quite a bit, and we'd been doing things every single day. And at that moment, I was overwhelmed. I'm like, we cannot get to all these people. How? How do we get to all of these people? And then I don't know if it was Logan or Dwayne, like, look, it's Ashley's backpack. And clear down, if you zoom in on this top picture, there is a bright turquoise backpack, and it's our team. And we're like, it's our team. There's our team member, and there's our team member, and there's our team member. And it was like, oh, wait, we can. 
we can do this because we're not alone. And as we walked down through the quarry and it's loud and it's banging and there's people and masses of humanity, uh, you'd be like, do you have glasses? Do you have glasses? And they'd like, yeah. And we'd share stories. We told stories of the prodigal son and like all these different pieces. And there's like this person way, way up there. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to get there. How are we going to reach that person? And I was like, well, we're going to because we're here. And so I was like, do you have glasses? And they were like, yeah, because one of our team members had already gotten there. And, and it was such a picture of the gospel in our world because it's a little overwhelming. And you look out at this sea of humanity and you go, how? Like, we can't do that. We can't reach all those people. And then you're like, and there's my team member. And there's my team member. We are called to reach the one in front of us. And that just came overwhelmingly. From a bird's eye view, it's overwhelming. But we aren't alone. And it's the one in front of us. And God knows the name of every single person in that rock quarry and every single person in Lansing which is amazing to me. So that's just one of our stories, and I'm going to get Melissa up to tell her next story. As much as I like to talk, this isn't my comfortable position up front. Um, I think the thing that was fun was I never thought I would catch fish with my hands. So if you're all my village, you're eating because it's not a competition, but I caught the most fish. <laughs> and then I think the godly moment was at the beginning that I want to share. It's when we got to the village. It's dusky. We're walking in 25 minutes. Uh, the backpacks are huge, the suitcases. And there's people that are like, hey, let me take your bag. No, you can't carry that. Let me take your bag. We walk in, and these little girls and children start singing a soulful song, and no one guided them. And it just was like, we're here, and the village translation is a little paradise. And then if that wasn't enough to cheer you up with this picturesque sky, uh, the beginning of the mission, you have no expectations. You don't know what you're going in for. We get in the village, and they have us all sit. And water is a resource, so it's a hot commodity, and you can't use a lot of it. But they filled up bins. They had us take off our shoes. They washed every one of our feet. And at that moment, you could just feel the power of the spirit move through the whole community that was there they had nothing and they gave even more and they made and instilled that the impossible was going to be possible and that was within the first hour and a half of being there it changed lives especially ours and that walk-in was not a clean walk our feet were not pretty at that moment. <laughs> All right, Dwayne. Yo. Uh, yeah, Salama, sure. So um, our first Sunday there, we were invited um, to the church uh, in Paradisa Kelly. And when we went to the service, um, I was surprised that, like, 
the people there were very energetic. And it made me feel a little inadequate because, like, the Western style of church, we're all, like, we just stand still. Or, I mean, we, we do the praising and whatnot, but we're not really dancing and, like, jumping around and whatnot. So it made me feel a little inferior. Um, but, you know, we, we all got our ways of praising God and worshiping. But, you know, I just I just felt that, like, maybe we should try that kind of thing out over here in the America. Yeah, John, you got it right there, yeah? Yeah. That's just, uh, that's my little story. <laughs> and I tell you, with that dance party, we now know who gets to lead the dance moves. <laughs> we'll see if footage of that shows up. <laughs> Tina! Hello. Um, so my name's Tina, for those of you who don't know. Um, so we were told to share something a little bit funny, and I don't know if this is my funny moment or my God moment, but my whole life I've had a very bad sense of smell, like I can't smell things. I don't smell things. Um, and all I can say is for you guys who can, I'm just glad it was winter there because they're below the equator, so it's winter there. I can't imagine if it's 100 and something degrees what it smells like, but apparently there was a smell of garbage all over the city, diesel fuel, sewerage. I did smell the sewerage once, because she's like, you don't smell that. And I'm like, nope. And she's like, I can't. So once, I was like, I wonder what that's really like. And I got a little whiff of it. And I was like, oh, OK. But <laughs> I think, I'm not sure if that's my funny moment. It was pungent. I'm not sure if that's my funny moment or God moment, but I was spared from that. Um, so for that, I'm thankful. Um, I do want to share about being in Golan the Dump. So I was partnered with Melissa, and we kind of had recess with the kids. So the kids are on school break. They run the same school year we do, so they're on break. But they were told, hey, some people are coming, and they have something for you, which was the shoes. Um, so some people went out and um, ministered door to door in the dump, and Melissa and I decided to have recess with the older kids. So this young gentleman right here, what a sweetheart. So Melissa and I are like, what do we do? And she's like, what about the hokey pokey? I'm like, let's do it. So we start doing the hokey pokey, and th we had the older kids, so probably upper elementary age. And this little guy, the, the one right here, the older one, and two of his friends were in the back going, like, they weren't too cool for it. They just didn't know what it was. So Melissa and I are like, come on, come on, join us. So they start doing the hokey pokey. They had so much fun, which I loved. They just had joy. And that the three things that stood out to me was the abject, the absolute joy, and the work ethic. Because this little guy wasn't looking for a handout. When we were done the hokey pokey, and this cute little one in the middle here, I gave him his shoes. He just melted my heart. His smile was so big. But this older kid here, he got his new shoes. See, they're blue. They're cool. It wasn't enough. He just didn't take it and go home. He went back to where they were building the desks. And he picked that sandpaper and right alongside us, and I saw a picture of Amy with this same young man standing away. And he finished a board, and he went to go put it down and grab another one, and he caught my eye. So when he put it down, he did the hokey pokey, and he turned around and he grabbed another board. And I thought, that's amazing. Like, 
disguise the poverty. You cannot, there are not words. The joy in these children's hearts, there are no words. And the work ethic, I think, is everywhere we went. People work. I don't care if it's 50 cents a day, $2 a day. They work. And what I want to leave with you as Asbury, because I'm the adopted sister here. You guys have taken me in, and you love me. And Pastor Dave, thank you for that personal invitation to be on this trip way back in October. And I have to tell you, the team was incredible, and I'm not going to take anything away from any single member of the team. But guys, the future is in good hands with our youth. I watched them. Nicholas, I saw you pick up that huge stone and walk up that steep hill. I literally was so blessed. Logan, Dwayne, like, okay, when you said the oldest and the youngest in the group, Addie and I are like, yeah, that's us. I'm the oldest in the group and not in great shape. But Dwayne and Logan never let me lag behind. They played caboose to make sure I was all right. And it wasn't out of pity. It was, you're strong. I can't, Levita, oh my gosh, <laughs> the children of this world <laughs> are in good hands with her. But I just want you to know, Asbury, your children are amazing. And really, that's the God piece that I'm taking home. The people of Madagascar are a highly relational country, and they thrive on interaction. And the smiles and the hellos, every single person, um, you say salama every time. You're having a conversation, salama, salama. You're having a conversation with somebody, and you walk by somebody, and you're like, salama. Like, you just keep, everybody gets a greeting. And uh, I think that struck all of our team, just how everybody wants to be smiled at, and everybody smiles back. So it's pretty awesome, our, our, from the oldest to the youngest. We, we took that challenge to heart, that we were going to make sure everybody was greeted. So howdy, my name's Logan, and I have to say, my God moment while in Madagascar uh, happened while we were in the dump, um, a small group of us went out to do door-to-door -door evangelism and while we were talking to this one group um, about Jesus a man came by and asked us to come to his house and to pray for him so we did and while we were there and while we asked him what um, he would like to be prayed for uh, he told us his whole story and how he was having trouble with um, addiction to smoking and chewing tobacco and he realized it was wrong and he saw us going around and he knew and he felt that God needed um, like that he needed us to pray for him to get his salvation and to help him through his, temp his temptations so I just thought it was incredible how he was able to open up and just have the courage to go up to foreigners and strangers to, and to ask for help. And um, I have to say my funny moment was actually while we were still doing the evangelism, the whole way there was this kid following us and whenever we stopped, he started doing jump ropes and trying to get us to watch. 
and it was really fun to cheer him on while also praying. But uh, yeah, that's my story. Right, you ready? Um, my God moment was when we were at the Mango Church. We went to this house with the guy who got hurt, and once we prayed for him, he um. So he hurt his leg, and once we prayed for him, he could get up and sort of walk. And then a funny moment was when we were with the lemurs. I was taking a picture with one, and it was faced around, and its butt was <laughs> by my head. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, we we were having a debriefing moment. I'll share this as Nicholas comes up. We're having this moment of like debriefing, and um, one of the team because we all went out in like small groups, and one of the team members was like, uh, "Oh yeah, there was this guy. He couldn't walk because he was injured, and so we prayed for him, and and he could walk." And we're like, "What? Like you didn't tell us this? Like." Why didn't you tell? It was like days later. So, um, Nicholas, do you want come up with Logan, or do you want me to share your story? You want me to share it? You, you want me to share it? Okay, I'll share it. So, Nicholas, uh, I, I don't, okay, huge blessing for me. I'm going to just, I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm going to embarrass you. Um, <laughs> guys, Nicholas is like hiding back there. This boy comes alive when you put him around kids. I saw him just interacting and playing with these kids and loving on kids, and they loved him. Noah could not get enough of Nicholas. Like, if I know Nicholas, there's Noah. Um, just this amazing opportunity watching him do games and face painting. You'll see him in the video. Uh, just as God took a kid who didn't even look me in the eyes when we first started meeting to now this young man who just has such a heart for people. It's amazing. So nice job, Nicholas. All right. Who's next? Are you? Oh, sorry. I got you too confused. All right. And if we ever want to dance ministry, right there. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, okay. Um, my funny moment uh, was with the at YWAM. Do you have the video to show? The video. Yeah, the video. So the the video at YWAM the, with a Elvin, Elmi man was dancing. Um, so it was a youth group, and then um, he wasn't he didn't know the um, the the choreography. So he was just dancing like. 
<laughs> just like that. And he is my um, soul spirit. <laughs> so um, yes, he was just dancing. So my God moment um, was as YWAM. Um, we went out to minister to the community and uh, we stopped at the store, the first stop we stopped at the store and um, we were partying with the store owner and I bought some stuff, the biscuits to share with the kids to bless them. Um, so uh, we go along and we went to um, elderly man that was not, yes, he was not, um, he was well, bad bound and um, couldn't get up. Um, and he had a daughter that was a simple mother with two kids. Um, so Kristen and Amy and I, um, we started praying for him. Um, he said that um, he fell um, and injured um, his cells and he couldn't walk or um, provide for himself. And the right side of his body was injured. So I told him my story um, about how I had a stroke and my right side. So we began to pray and I stepped up. I was at the door and I stepped up um, to pray for him. And I put my right hand on his right leg and he began to and all that came out of my mouth was, let your will be done, Lord, let your will be done. And um, his legs um, began to get hot and it started to move. And when we finished praying, I stepped back uh, to the door and the man got up praising God. That was my um, God moment. And is that that man, Sonia? Sonia, is that the man right there? Is that the man? Oh, that different man. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. We do have a video. Do we have it ready to go? Okay. The guy in the white hat, he's making his own moves up. It was awesome. I was laughing, so I'm like, I would have been one of those women that was like, seriously, we practice this. <laughs> like, don't embarrass us in front of the foreigners. <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. Thank you for sharing, Sonia. Uh, all right. So I have to say, I told you it was a relational um, country, and this girl just took it as her personal mission from all the way from the rainforest back to Tana to make sure every single person on the road got a wave and a salama. So like seven hours of waving and smiling. She's like a rodeo queen. <laughs> Hello. Um, Salama. I have, so something a few people have talked about so far is just the people, and specifically the kids. Um, so one of the things that we were, I was told by our translator is 
the kids are going to want to touch your hair. They're like, they don't see a lot of people with the blonde, soft, long hair. So I was like, okay. Well, we get to church on Sunday in the village, and this girl comes up to me, and she's wearing the cutest little Minnie Mouse dress, and she comes up to me, and she takes my hair, and she puts it on top of her head and starts, like, acting like it's her hair. And it just oh, it made me so happy. And then there were these groups, these crowds of, like, three girls. There was, I don't know the Minnie Mouse girl's name, and I feel bad, but then there was uh, Fatayin, who she's in some of the pictures. Her name means blessing in Malagasy, which she really was. She was such a sweetheart. And then there was, I think her name was Nadia, and it was those three girls, and they were just playing with my hair, and they were smiling. They made me so happy. And it was just that innocence and joy of the children. And then when we were at the Indian Ocean, you can see pictures. There was this little boy who had his tablet, and he was taking pictures of the crazy white people on the beach and in the ocean. So it's winter there, so it's cold. So we're all in the ocean, and all the locals are looking at us like we're crazy. And he was just taking pictures of all the, all the crazy white people in the ocean. And so for my God moment, Tina, you made me cry, so now it's my turn. <laughs> but something I felt the trip is we kept having people tell us, like, what you're doing is so amazing. And, like, God has answered questions I had in my life. And he was, people would tell us how what we were doing has helped them see God. And one of the things was I was, I knew that God was working through us, but I was also like, okay, when's my turn? Because I was like, I have, I leave for college in about a month, and I don't know what I want to do. And it was this scary thing of like, okay, when is it my turn? And then on our last full day, we were at YWAM, and we were praying for all these people. And at the end, a few of us were praying. It was me, it was Tina, I think Ashley and Brandy. We were all praying for some of the women at the church. And then afterwards, I went up to Tina, and I was like, can, I, can you pray for me? And we talked, and we prayed, and it was just this kind of like God was saying, your turn. It's it's your turn, too. It's not, when is it my turn? It's always, always he has the plan, and it's just his timing is perfect, and yeah. Those are just a few of the, the little pieces. Um, if you see our shoes that we wore there, um, you'll see they're stained red because the dirt is red. And I think it's pretty fitting because it left a permanent print. And I think if you talk to each one of us, we, we left a piece of our hearts there. Everybody has their own location that's just like, yeah, I'm leaving, I'm leaving a piece of me here. Um, please, please, uh, please ask about any of the questions or anything you see. We'd love to talk about it. So just as we're in closing today, just a little, uh, I want to share a little challenge. 
so at the very, very beginning, when we are starting to train for this, we, you know, we talk about all the different things that we need to know and we're learning and we're studying together. Um, a couple of things we've added to our training program is how to use a squatty potty. Um, yeah, that's going to go in the next training. And then how to, so coming up this next week, you're going to see on my Facebook, um, the bathrooms of Madagascar. It's a f feature film. It's coming. Um, and then also the, and also going on our, our, our training is going to be how to use a uh, pila bath because we didn't have, we didn't have hot water for the first 11 days, I think it was. So um, yeah, we are all really loving our showers. Oh man. Hot water is my love language and tissue. Oh my goodness. You're going to see on the back table, we brought home some toilet paper. There's a reason because that is like precious stuff. Take your stuff with you. You want it. Um, so uh, one of the things that we did talk about and train about was when you go the foods, eating the food. And you know, you're always, you always eat what you're served and you always do it with a smile. Talk to Ashley about fish, her new favorite food. Um, and, and that you, you eat what you're provided, but the food needs to be cooked or it needs to be peeled because it will make you sick. So I do have a picture of our fish. Oh, right there. There's our lovely fish dinner. We caught our fish by hand, and then we ate it. And let me tell you, you can eat it all. All. Heads, fins, eyeballs, all of it. It's delicious. It's crunchy. So good. Um, and then we were, while we were, this is in Paradisa Kelly. This is our first location that we went. So while we were there, we saw this fruit. And it's called Corazol. And it's not the super prettiest fruit around, um, but it's really, really good. Very sweet, very tasty. So as you're driving through, the, you go by the markets and you see this. And after a while, like you can't eat lettuce, you can't eat fruits that haven't been peeled and like so we're driving by the market and there's like this pile of beautiful red strawberries and you're just like oh strawberries <laughs> oh tomatoes I don't even like tomatoes and I wanted a tomato um all these amazing foods and I thought oh they're so beautiful they're so amazing but they'll make us sick and and I kind of felt like just this, like, God was speaking to me, and he was like, this is a challenge for the people of Asbury, for us as Christians. Our outside can sometimes be so beautiful, and we worry so much about what we have on the outside, and we're making people sick. God wants to peel us to get at what's inside, what he has placed in us. And sometimes the peeling is easy. Like our, one, of our, one of our fruits we got to have a lot was oranges because they're very easy to peel. And those are just nice. And sometimes God's got to like take off a little slough, a little crusty, get off the hard edges. And we have this beautiful fruit to offer people. Sometimes it's a little more painful it's like a cucumber. It has to be peeled off, or the cortisol that has to get through that hard rind. And, and my challenge to us as Christians is 
are we making people sick because of what we have on the outside? Or are we allowing God to peel away ourselves to reveal him? Now, which is all great. Like, that's a great challenge. That's awesome. Like, God, yep, I want you to peel away me and, like, reveal you, and that's great. So towards the end of our trip, we went to um, some people's house for dinner, and it, uh, Nam Point and Natalie. And we come in, and Natalie says, uh, I have food for you, and, and I, I made juice. I made parasol juice. And she said, don't worry. I made it with pure water so you can drink it. And I, I was like, yeah, because God peels us and reveals himself inside. But what are we mixing it with? Because we do mix things in. Are we taking and serving it with that pure water, the living water that God has? And is that what we're offering people? Or are we mixing in some of this and some of this? And well, I really like this, but I don't, you know, I don't really like that part of the Bible, so I'm, I'm going to keep that out. And oh, I like this one. I know it's not in the Bible, but I like it. And am I moving this in? So our, my challenge to you today is to allow God to peel away what is not from him. Or maybe even parts that don't need and allow God to mix his living water so that what you have to offer people is good fruit that doesn't make them sick, that is refreshing and life-giving. Because we want to be good fruit. We don't want to make people sick. And I want what people see in me to point to him and have his love flowing through me. So today we're going to close with a song. And... This song, um, so if you see any of us kind of go like this, we had to practice being really liquid. They're like, be flexible. Not like flexible, fluid. You need to be liquid. So we're like, okay. So they'd call us, they, like, at the first day, they're like, oh, we're going to sing a song. You guys are going to sing a song. We're like, oh, what are we singing? And they're like, well, what do you know? Oh, we know this. Okay. So they, we sang, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And they sang in Malagasy sang in English, and the really cool thing, we've sung this at the Spanish service. So I love that we had this opportunity where we're listening to God, asking him to open the heart to and it's in all these languages. Serve a God who knows no difference between Malagasy English, French, Spanish, whatever. But he knows our hearts, and he sees each one of us individually. So I would, if you, uh, we don't know all the Malagasy words, so we're going to sing in English today. But if you know in a different language and you'd like to sing, we're singing to the Father who knows each of our hearts. Just stand with us as we sing this song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. So 
How many know God is amazing? How many know He's a good God? And He cares about, um, He cares about people, whether it's in our community or around the world. You know, I was thinking about um, the, the parable of the lost sheep. And it says that the shepherd left the 99 to go search for the one, because how many know that the one matters to God? And what's been great is listening to the stories about how many different ones were touched because someone was willing to leave the comfort of what they knew in order to share the love and grace of God. And not only does it change that person, it begins to change us. And it begins to change us because we've had these experiences and we're not going to be the same. And it's not just the individual experience, but even as a church, how we're changed by experiences like this. Um, one of the things that I think is important just as we kind of 
in a sense, bring the trip to the end. How many know the trip may be at an end, but the trip's not at an end, right? Because the, the mission keeps going on. And, and again, in a moment, you're going to get a chance to taste a whole bunch of fun foods. You're going to have see some stuff, and you're going to talk with people. It's going to be great. Um, but when our team went out, we did something for them that I thought was important, which is, is we pray for them. And the reason we pray for them is because we recognize that, you know what, they're taking some of the grace from us and we're praying blessing on them. They run over there and they do the ministry and then they come back. And I, I think that which God has begun in their heart, we need to pray that God would continue to guard and protect. Because this is what I know. I've been around this stuff long enough to know that after moments like these, it's not uncommon as people have these great encounters with God being used of Him that all of a sudden they run back into the reality of the world that they're a part of. And I want you to know that, that what our team has experienced in going over there, they have experienced incredible dissonance because it's a place of extreme poverty. How many here would like to live on $2 a day? Um, how, many, how many would like to uh, not have the running water, not to have, you know, like have to, like, in order to get your meat, you're just like, you're slushing through the, the little ponds. And all of a sudden you come back into this world and you recognize, oh my goodness, how many know we have way more than we recognize and we are blessed beyond measure. And sometimes what that does is because there's that discordance, there's that dissonance, all, all of a sudden it, it can begin to affect how people interact with our world. And I think part of what we need to do as a church is we need to pray blessing one more time upon our team that wins. To pray God's grace upon them, to pray peace, to pray strength. How many know that traveling for 30-some hours makes them tired? And you don't get over it by Sunday morning, right? We need to pray God's because our team is going back into work and different things, and we want to pray blessing. And so I want to invite the whole team to come on up. I need all my blue shirts up. And all our team members, come on up and just stand across the front. And I want to invite everybody to do what we did. Is I want you to come around the team one more time. All our team members come up and just stand on the, stand on the ground. And I want people to come in around them. Come lay your hands on them. And we want to pray blessing upon them. You can stand in front. You can stand behind. Let's just pray blessing upon them that God would continue to, to do a work in and through their hearts. So, Father God, we want to say thank you for your amazing love and your grace. And we thank you for the opportunity that we have had as a church to be a part of your work in Madagascar. Lord, I thank you so much for what you have done in, in being so faithful and good in providing and directing hearts, strengthening God, giving, giving each one of these individuals an encounter with you. Lord, to see your ministry and to see your grace poured out to reach others. And God, I pray that you would guard and protect every heart here. Father, I pray your blessing and your strength and your keeping. Lord, I thank you that you have begun a work in each of them, a work that you're going to further develop and use. And Father, we speak blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for this amazing team. And God, I pray that, Lord, as they begin to integrate back into another work week and things like that, Father, would you give them rest? Would you give them strength? God, would you give them peace? Father, I pray that, Lord, you would take these experiences and that, Lord, you would use them as an opportunity to continue to touch hearts and change lives for your glory. Lord, I thank you that you care about each one. And God, I pray that you would use each one of these for your continued kingdom purpose. Father, thank you for the opportunity we've had as a church to do this. 
And we pray that you would continue to shape us and grow us, that we might be the people you're calling us to be in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey, let's give it up for our team one more time. Would you give them a big cheer? Amen. Well, hey, as you go, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you, lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be sure to grab some snacks on the way out. It's Madagascar snacks. And ask the team questions. Ask about eating eyeballs. That's what I hear. And then all the artwork. <laughs>